0: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast on this Victory Monday presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They're kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $150 in free bets instantly if you use the code PHNX to sign up. Frank? For the second week in a row, we are welcoming you back because you took the weekend off to go play some golf. It's Frank.
1: Like <laughs> <Hey>, <know. laughs> <laughs> I had some uh, some uh, previous commitments, but it's great. It's always great to be back in the studio. I always miss you guys so much. We it feels so weird to be out on a Friday and then miss you guys on a Sunday. It's uh, it's always it feels weird right now. We had a good rotation going, and then my schedule mm-hmm. popped up, but now. Um, I'm back in studio for, for a good little while now, and I'm looking forward to that.
0: So this time around, were you at, were you able to watch the game?
1: I watched most of the game. Um, I was in Dallas, and unfortunately, everything in Dallas is Dallas. So we're there, and I'm thinking, like, we got there prior to the game, uh, prior to—we got there Thursday, and everything was empty. But then on game day, Saturday night, it was packed. We actually played the, Cal- the Cowboys golf course, that's owned by Jerry Jones. How that? that's Honestly, if you are a Cowboy fan, you you dig it. You need to go play it. I mean, it's a... It's a if all, you can swing it. It's all it's, uh, Well, it's about $200. It's all inclusive. We didn't have to pay that price because some of the guys who play were players. Um, but the cool thing about it was that the golf course, in most golf courses, there are poles and flags that are different colors. Typically, his poles in the middle of the fairway are blue. There's big blue stars carved out into the golf course. Which is, you just don't see much of that.
0: That's all. If you're a Cowboys if, fan, if that's a, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, um, and the only other cool thing about it was that it was um, kind of all-inclusive except alcohol and cigars. But any food, <laughs> all just, the food. Shame. Yeah. cigars. Well, I shame. Mean, <laughs> alcohol and cigar, you had to bring your own vice but, or buy your own <laughs> vice. But um, honestly, it was pretty cool. If your tea time was at 8 a.m., you could get there at 6, have breakfast play around the golf get done and stay all the way until dinner lunch and dinner and everything is still comped, and comped except your vices but um it was frank, a good why time don't,
0: instead of missing us why don't you just bring me and johnny with you next time <laughs> well, that way you don't have to miss us I'm we going. don't even have to golf we <laughs> just I'm hang going, out
1: i'm going to vegas sunday so if y'all want to go you can hop in <laughs> frank plays by his own rules that's for sure <laughs>
0: Uh all right. So Frank, what was your reaction then to uh the Cardinals getting that huge win?
1: Uh I I was nervous, but I was only nervous that I just didn't want Kyler to throw a pick. Like I'm not saying that? that
0: for more reasons well, than one. For more I'm sure. reasons
1: than one. Um uh, we had a nice little wager yeah. on um on last last week and it was a good opportunity to, you know, we were discussing a lot of stuff and it was a lot of good information that was out there in between yeah. And it was rightfully, you know, Johnny said some great stuff. Saul added some stuff you did too as well. And we we were we could be apprehensive all the way through our <clears> conversations <throat> the entire day. And then I just said, you know what? I heard something and it sparked me. You said Kyler said that the Cardinals are different than they were in the past facing the Rams, and it, it's it stuck out to me that I felt like he felt like he was better. And then therefore, since he was better, he would play better, and that would make everyone else better around them. He wouldn't he wouldn't make the same mistakes. He wouldn't be caught. You know, um, staring so much at, at Aaron Donald and worrying where he's at and Ramsey's at. He just – he went and played football because he felt like he had the team to do it. So – and our bet ended up kind of coming to, you know, in my favor. And so I kind of feel happy <laughs> that I'm getting the spoils of victory in that conversation. I'm also happy for the Cardinals. You got to be. It's a great win. I mean, a lot of stuff we talked about over the last couple of weeks, how when watching them play Jacksonville, they, looked, they didn't look like the same team we established and said that sometimes there are games where the team, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do or I might not show you what I'm going to do. And I think in Jacksonville, that was kind of a a practice game on some things they would do formation-wise as well offensively and defensively. And in this game here versus the Rams, um, I saw something I want to talk to you about because I think it's pretty cool, is that the Cardinals did something entirely different building up to that game. Mm -hmm. And I think the Rams regressed. And we could talk about that a little later in the show and why I thought they beat why them. Why do we talk about it now? Oh, well, let's dive into it then. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they regressed because they used the tight end more because they were more fearful of our defensive line. Their tight end stayed more. If you go back and watch the film, you'll watch it. Their tight end stayed more um, to the line. He was more chippy. So they chipped and um, stayed in and chipped. And chipping chip blocking is when you're the tight end, you're waiting for the defensive end to come up. You're going to give him a little nudge of the shoulder to push him back inside to the tackle and therefore the tackle kind of it slows them down a little bit to give the quarterback more time. That showed me that they were more fearful of our defensive line. They did things. They ran the ball more. They looked like they were a different team on film than they looked previously versus the Bucs. And I think they were more fearful offensively and defensively um, with our skill set and our athletes. You say this all the time, the Cardinals. Are, you start naming out stats and giving out facts about the players we have and what they bring to the table. But when you watch them, and you watch a team like the Rams, how explosive they've been, how explosive they look offensively and defensively versus the uh, last couple of opponents they played, especially the Buccaneers, they came and played the Cardinals like a totally different team. I didn't see that that McVay magic of calling plays. I didn't see um, the quarterback look absolutely special. And that, to me, offensively or defensive-wise, I mean, they had Aaron Donald in a chokehold. And it looked that way. It did. It, it just looked like he was non-existent. And by the time they got to the fourth quarter, the defense looked like they were over it. Like they had no answers for right. that offense. They had no answers. So they just was – I've only seen one team in the NFL do that. I've only seen one other defensive, so-called badass defense that could shut you down at any time when the San Diego Chargers with Julian Sayao and Rodney Thompson, Thomas, they go out and play – the greatest show on turf, which is the, the, the L.A., the St. Louis Rams at right. the time. And they they quit. I mean, Junior say I was done by the mm-hmm. time the fourth quarter got started because he had hamstring issues. Rodney Rodney Thompson did the same thing. He was done. So, to me, I think that team that we saw with the Rams were a night and day team. And I, it, to me, it showed me that they were fearful of the Arizona Cardinals and what Kyler could do out of the pocket and how they, they were afraid. Sometimes they blitzed. Sometimes they rushed. And there's so many things we can dive into, but they just did not look like the team we had saw versus the the Buccaneers, not at all.
2: No, and I think to your point, you can't prepare for Kyler Murray when you face three pocket quarterbacks to begin the season. True. And I think that was evident yesterday, multiple scrambles on on third and long. Those were backbreaking plays. I know he didn't have the robust rushing line that we've seen from him in years prior, but I, he did just enough on the ground to keep them honest. The running game, Justin Pugh, I give a lot of credit to, was on the injury report all last week and played the entire game, banged up, neutralized Aaron Donald. To your point, the offensive line, I think even with Josh Jones transitioning to tackle for a game, held up incredibly well, all things considered. So it was a gut check performance for a team that needed a signature victory and got it Sunday.
0: All right, let's hear what the team had to say after the big win as well.
2: I don't take none of this for granted just because I was on a 3-13 team that was the worst in the NFL, you know. So I remember like it was yesterday, me and Kirk always talk about it. So it's just different where you, you really had to grind for this and to finally be on a successful team. And, you know, there's there's no selfishness in that locker room. We got so many weapons, so many guys that can get it done on any given play, any given moment. So um, I think that's a great
1: thing to have as an offense and as a team. So we put together um, probably the best, best game plan I've, you know, I've, uh, that I think, you know, personally, that we've had uh, since I've been in the league. You get bragging rights now over Sean? No, I mean, he's
0: still beat me a lot more than I beat him. Um, and he's, he's a tremendous coach, one of the best
1: coaches I've ever seen or been around, and um, he'll have that team ready to roll. Not really too worried about what other people think. Um, you know, I think the guys in the locker room understand what we're doing, what we're capable of and know where we can take it, so. Uh, you know, I love this team, everybody's working really hard and uh, playing for each other, which is the most important part. Will you allow yourself to enjoy this when you're away from us?
0: Not so much. i watch Ted Lasso tonight and go to bed. That's about it. You, you learn you you to from Sean from Ted? I, yeah, I, I, you know, there's some real parallels between Ted Lasso and myself. Like the epic YouTube dance video. Um,
1: Y'all were at my press conference. It was essentially the same press conference as Ted Lasso had. Whenever it's like, is this some kind of a joke? Um, And then he's weirdly positive all the time. So we'll take it. But, yeah, I like the show.
2: This is really a big game for us, just in in the locker room, really taking the next step. And we finally got over that little hump. Now we got to really just take off and really keep going with the strides.
0: Where do we begin? First off, do either of you guys watch Ted Lasso? I don't. I wish I did. No. No. It's on that...
2: That ridiculous Apple streaming service that n- apparently a lot of people have. I have like every streaming. You can get service, like a free
0: trial right now for a few months. I just yeah. did it today because I felt like all right. I missing out. Yeah, I, every time I always like like one of the last people to join the bandwagon. Like, normally it's like after the after the whole show is like done done. Like oh, it's the Years last later. season. Yeah, yeah. And I like finally am like when it's all done and said and done, then I'll watch it. But I think I'm gonna just like hop on now. <laughs> <shake his> <laughs> I
1: have no idea who who is Ted. Is Jason
2: <laughs> Sudeikis from Saturday Night Live plays yeah. Ted Lasso. Mm. I, I'll, look watch this soccer.
0: Later. I think it's, that's part it's of like the a reason. former. It's like a football coach that gets like a like a big time like soccer coaching job or something. I'm probably butchering it. I don't even want to go any further. I'm just gonna stop now. But
1: I'll be in tune next week. And I might have my Ted Lasso moment too, so we'll figure it out. You just never know. <laughs>
0: anyway, I also loved how Cliff, I, he's funny. He dang is. it, he's like very he's funny. making fun of himself. So, like, t- I, the only thing I do know is like Ted Lasso did not know what the heck he like. He did. It was like, wait a second, this this like college football coach is coaching soccer now. Mm-hmm. So he compared himself mm-hmm. to getting the job. Forever went to with that. Yeah, like what's yeah. this guy doing? That's funny. That is
1: funny. <laughs> I mean, you you have to – I appreciate that he's able to see himself and understand exactly who he was when he came in the league and then to watch himself grow, which is what what we have been asking for him to do over the last couple of years is to grow and grow in the NFL, not still be the college coach in the NFL, but to grow in the NFL. And he's done that. He's doing that now. I'm sure he's going to say, I got enough L's on my chest like he just said. I got more losses than I got victories over Sean. And until he gets to that point, it, all, point it, it will still always be that same conversation that I'm still chasing him. I'm still trying to get to that level where I can get to the Super Bowl. I can take a team from nothing to something. And then, then I can have that conversation. But until he does that, he, he's still going to be in that same.
0: Well, some high praise from Kyler Murray saying that it was the best game plan that he's been a part of.
1: We talked about that off here.
2: That's what stood out to me. Yeah. When you have to game plan against that head coach and Sean McVay, you have to bring your best. And I think for so long, even before Cliff arrived, we just felt like we we're up against the eight ball as a franchise, being outcoached against the Rams. And for the first time in four years, since yeah. he's been their head coach in eight meetings, they outcoached the Rams staff. Yeah. And that was evident. It was not, you know, barn burner down to the finish last possession. You know, Kyler took over as an athlete. That game was largely decided. Like third quarter, it was pretty evident the Cardinals were going to win. They controlled the tempo second quarter on. And I, I thought Cliff had, by and large, his best game ever as the Cardinal head coach. Picked a hell of a time to do it.
0: And a lot of the guys, uh, you know, were, were complimenting the team chemistry, the chemistry in the locker room, Frank. From what the way that you're seeing, you know, the players talk mm-hmm. about uh, the culture and talk about one another. Does this feel like just by going off of that, that they have the the type of chemistry that it takes to be a championship team?
1: I got my fingers crossed that no one gets hurt. They, they, the way they're playing right now and the conversations they're having is um, that I hope no one gets hurt and that they're playing selfless you can take 53 men to any any venue and 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 let them go out and play you need a game plan that puts you in the best position to attack the other other team offensively defensively as well as special team and then you need to play you need to play selfless ball for four quarters consistently giving your best and you don't need to have anyone to motivate you like that locker room talk kind of stuff oh I, he said a quote that he's going to come out and kick our butt but i put it on my <laughs> locker room and i Look, everyone wants to kick your butt. They pay me to kick your butt. That's what they do. So, and they pay me to out-coach you. And then, but if, but if I got the guys that are our game plan set to go out and go and do it, and then they're committed to doing it, then you appreciate that. Look, go back and watch the game. Watch JJ Watt, Mister NFL Man of the Year, a, a great addition to the Cardinals. Thinking he will come out and probably get you know maybe maybe 50, maybe fifteen sacks. With, Ch- with, C- with, with C.J. on the other side. That's how I would be thinking of him. Um, he's sitting in a nose tackle position in a 3-4 defense, which he's never done before, and he's taking on two and three guys at his age right now. That is sacrifice. That is freeing up Chandler. That is freeing up some of the other guys on our defense to do what he needs to do. And that's, that's <laughs> we're missing our interior linemen, but he's sacrificing himself sliding in these spots. And when guys see leaders sacrifice – Then you can talk about chemistry and then the guys will sacrifice themselves and that will create the atmosphere of what it takes to be a champion. You got to have that.
2: I think most of us thought before the year they were a top 10 to 12 roster and the biggest question mark surrounding could they compete was around Kingsbury and maybe like the inexperience that a large majority of this roster had achieving success that led to the postseason. I think we can firmly say now that they view themselves differently than the public did coming into this season. My only concern is, do they have enough experience if and when they go to January football to string together two or three victories to get to an NFC title game, a Super Bowl? Um, You know, Russell Wilson, before he went to the Super Bowl and won it, they had a lengthy postseason run the year before. So that's why I think so many people were disappointed last year that the Cardinals didn't sneak into the playoffs to at least get their feet wet. What I will say is that We've got Rodney Hudson, A.J. Green, J.J. Watt. They've all been to the playoffs before. DeAndre Hopkins. So really, it's just Kyler and Cliff that you're thinking, mm, do they have enough when they get to January, January football? You know, if they all have a first-round buy, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, but can they win <laughs> two or three games and string together a really good postseason performance? Because if they can do that, and if they do it all year, then we're having a completely different conversation. But- Right now, four and zero. They're about to be the Oakland or the uh, Las Vegas Raiders about to lose. They're, they're down twenty one nothing to the L. A. Chargers. The Cardinals going to be the last undefeated team in the NFL. Uh, I don't think anybody else, as optimistic as we were to begin the season thought that.
0: Very interesting. Well, when we talk about Cliff and the strides that he's made this season, I don't know that we'll ever fully know the impact that Sean Coogler's new role has had on just allowing Kingsbury to lean on somebody else. But I mean, here's a guy, you know, who took on the role of run game coordinator this year. And not only does he help come up with a game plan heading into Sunday, but, you know, Cliff calls on him for for run run plays mid game. And so I wonder about that dynamic And Cliff just having somebody else there to lean on and how much that has also helped.
2: Yeah, I think absolutely. Because we knew going into Sunday, they had to run the football if they wanted to win that game. Not just because they had to prove it to themselves or you can only run on the Rams, which you can, but just to keep the offense balanced. And we saw in the latter half of last season when they fell apart... Mm -hmm. They didn't have a d- different dimension with their offense. It was backyard football with Kyler Murray and um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. This year, they have more elements in the passing game, but they can be physical too. They've got Rodney Hudson in large part to solidify the line of scrimmage on the offensive line, in part because of what he can do from a protection standpoint, but they were moving people up front yesterday, and that's a direct correlation to Sean Cooler. In my opinion, he's their best position coach they've had maybe since they've ever moved to Arizona. He came, and this offensive line was a sieve in 2018. I think he gave up like 60-plus sacks on Josh Rosen. And since he's arrived, with not a lot of talent to begin with, and they've added some key pieces, obviously, it's a top five to seven unit in the NFL. And I think you can always tell the greatness of a coach, not necessarily with his starters, but if he has to plug and play a Max Garcia, for whatever reason, a Justin Murray, and typically you don't miss a beat, especially in this division, that speaks to his ability to coach players up. And that's what you want. So he's an invaluable resource, somebody that they need to keep happy and compensated, well compensated in Arizona, because they can't afford to lose him. Kingsbury can't. If
1: you're a college coach, you teach and train zone reads and zone blocking. That's area and space blocking. When you're in the NFL, you need to start you need to specifically know who you're attacking, what you're attacking, how much am I supposed to help somebody, and how does the line communicate? our our no our center with his intelligence and his brilliance is getting these guys to communicate and yep. talk. I always say this here. Turn your volume up when you're watching a football game, NFL football game and listen to the line. They are the they talk more than anybody else on the field. They are calling who's the mike, who's the Sam, who's the Will, who are blitzing if I'm engaging with you. My fan blocking these are colors like orange, red, yellow, green. These are telling everybody on the line what to do, and it's so imperative if you have a coach that is able to garnish the guy's attention, make them smarter and intelligent, um, to not just think about one position and having that deer in the headlight stance because some great defensive end or nose nose tackle is on the other side. You don't worry about that. You just find yourself being able to do your job and do it effectively. And he's there now. He's making. He's making all the difference because now Cliff is not just doing zone blocking stuff. He's actually doing the real hard work, which is getting the guys to the grunt guys to uh to know their job and to do it well. Right. It it looks like mirrors. Right. No, it's not. It's not (laughs) flash. It's not. You can you can literally tell that to hold Aaron Donald to nothing is absolutely amazing. Like you you just it's stupid because the dude is a beast. And you could watch him in the fourth quarter, not really bring the dog like he was bringing it. He just kind of gave up because he knew it was two and three guys on me. It was going to bring. Well, he had that play him. where Kyler made a miss in the mm-hmm. pocket and he ran
2: for first down. <laughs> He's like, that's defeating. That's deflating for a team that typically dominates the line of scrimmage every game they're in, and they probably look at the Cardinals as mm, fourth place in the mm-hmm. division. I don't know how seriously they took this team, but I guarantee they take them much more serious when they come to Arizona later oh, this gonna year. Be, it's
1: definitely going to be a fight. I would, I would, I would love to. I did not do this. I should have. Dang it! I should have listened to their team's press conference because they will be more telling than probably what we're getting. We see it. We get the victory, but then you might hear them say, "Yeah, we really, you know, we worked out some things in practice, or probably, and you know, we worked on some things, and it didn't really work out. Why? Well, we kind of changed the game plan around a little bit. Why?" You know, like you'll hear them say certain things, so I'll go back and check out their interview to see what they did, and I think that's something always good to check out because your opponent sometimes are just telling themselves, and they'll be like, "Man, we just, we just wasn't ready for that. We, we, we were not ready for what they brought to the table, and it showed."
0: Well, Frank, you seem to talk more highly of what the defensive front, the defensive line was able <laughs> to do than than Johnny. Was on Sunday, um, so you didn't talk
1: good about Adeline. No, no, are you
0: kidding
2: me? No, and I put it are in my article on GoPHNX.com uh, about my disappointment for a unit that has one sack on the year, and that's from reserve defensive tackle Michael Dogby. JJ Watt, his PFF score was much better than I thought today. So it <laughs> speaks to Frank's point. He's doing all the dirty work be, on Johnny, the inside. Wait a
0: second. Why didn't you say that to to, to Frank? Why did I have to say? Frank, Johnny disagrees with you. I do. Why do I have to say that?
2: That's a position unit right <laughs> now that's under a microscope. You saw the run defense or the lack thereof yesterday. They were getting swamped. There were huge gaping holes on the defensive line for the second consecutive or third consecutive week, if you count Jacksonville. They just, they do not have a five technique or three technique penetrating defensive tackle. Not yet. And I think that that is the biggest concern right now with this team. If we talk about, could they make a postseason run or a Super Bowl run, you have to have a defensive lineman that's that guy, whether it's a DeForest Buckner or an Aaron Donald or a Carlos Dunlap in Seattle, and they can go out and get one, but they don't have anybody in-house right now.
0: Well, if you're wondering about Jordan Phillips... I wasn't. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you, you wonder, but it's like, I already know he won't be here next yeah, year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so Cliff Kingsbury said that he, um, he remains week to week... But has made progress. With what? They
2: didn't even put anything out
1: there. No, yeah. You know what? I think that's because the conversations that teams are running on us. And I think that watching the game plan of the last couple of weeks, look, we, we faced between the Minnesota Vikings. And again, you didn't expect that. With the Tennessee Titans. So let's do a quick review. We didn't expect that with the Tennessee Titans. We thought they had three great receivers, and then we we knew they had Derrick Henry. We knew they had Tannehill as a top quarterback. Then we thought, okay, maybe those three great receivers versus our young DBs might get exploited. And then we got to figure a way to stop the running game. Well, Chandler Jones showed up and crapped on the whole game plan they had. So that was a wrap. Then we go to Minnesota. We see Minnesota here. They come here. Dalvin Cook, the Vikings he's running the ball. He's catching them all at the backfield. I said that Cook is right? Yeah. Okay, I just I had my I might have had a brain fart. So, but you see that, and you know their offense got the opportunity to make some plays. They took us down to the wire. Thank God they kick or suck. Hello. We just moved past that guy, but then we go to Jacksonville. We thought it was a trap game, but we knew they had players that can play. Defensively, they ran the ball against us very well. Defensively, schematically, Vance shows is moving guys around, and he's putting in I don't in think play. he's
2: doing a bad job no, by any means. I mean, but
1: they're they can give up the running game, but the the, the league right now is a passing league. Like, so you gotta manage what you can manage. Giving up seventy five yards, one hundred twenty five yards a running game is nothing. But to give up the big play after the big play after the big play, like if you flip it how the Rams look like to us, you'll be a deer in the headlight like, because you don't know how that you go. You don't know what to protect. You don't know who to who to hold. You know what linemen to do, what defense to run, and. I think that is something that we're willing to give up the run right now because we don't have the Phillips. We don't have our, D, our interior line to be uh, very well. We got, please don't let me scribble his name, Dennis Gardeck.
0: Gardeck. Yeah.
1: Dennis Gardeck, he's about my size playing defensive and nose tackle. He's not a real big guy. I mean, he, they got him on the, it, the line. Isn't but he, it? Isn't it funny? But he's not that guy. He's not like Chandler or JJ size-wise. He looks like me. Which the, I'm,
2: the defensive I mean, tackles for this team are not. Yeah good enough right now thank you not-
1: and i love
2: Corey peters he was signed in late august he wasn't expected to be a part of this team jordan phillips is making eight figures and he's nowhere to be found right not they're, yet. Pa- they're paying back. devon canard big money he's a non-factor it's funny that the secondary was this cause for concern yes. the entire offseason it's like top five in the nfl yep. and they were unbelievable yesterday jalen phillips i thought marco wilson played well outside of the first quarter Byron Murphy's going to go to a Pro Bowl. And then the defensive line is just like, it's got the names, right? It's got JJ mm-hmm. Watt, Chandler Jones, again, sackless
1: in this game. You know, it just, it's. But Chandler got chipped. Chandler got chipped. He got chipped blocked probably 80% of the game. They like, must I mean, have
2: done something right because Stafford was erratic. Yes. But on, on television, when we watched it, mm-hmm. it did not look like they were getting pressure.
1: But uh, they must have finished. And we just didn't see it. They got to that's and that's the part what I I hate about like when you're watching regular the broadcast, football yeah, game, the broadcast. So what happens is they'll show you the quarter, they'll show you the, the panoramic view of the field. You'll see your offense and defense, and you'll see guys. And you say, oh, that's a cover two, that's a one. Oh, we got it. We got three by one or four by one set. And then right when they hike the ball, it zooms in on the quarterback, and you lose what's going on. Right. Then when they throw the throw the ball, the quarterback is like, you know, unless it's a true sack, you're a little it. But when they throw the ball, then they follow the ball. So you just miss that window, of really seeing how much work is being put on. Like Chandler got chipped, probably. I said again, about eighty percent of the time the tight end stayed on his side, or they had a running back or a guy motion to his side to kind of chip block him in because they were fearful of him. And if you look at what they did to JJ, it was almost double team, double team most of the time. It was a what we would call as a pass set. You set on one guy and then you reach to the other guy. Or you 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 slant block you block down and you touch him and then you look for the linebacker. But you're trying to push him over to the right guard so you can go focus on the linebacker. Where well, our defense did not present a major a real linebacker. We were focused on the on the passing game. And if you look at what we were doing up front, we had T E stunts, which is tackle end stunts where guys were crossing over and twisting just to get just to get in front of Stafford's face. That has been his problem all his career. It's not guys just rushing up. He sees the lanes. It's the guys that's doing the when they're stunning and twisting in front of him. Well, you can do that against the Rams. You can't. With their, with their
2: prolific receivers. Mm-hmm. They better get their run defense figured out before this weekend. I have major concerns about how they're going to stop San Francisco and that zone blocking scheme. They're going to have a, a, a rookie quarterback, and it's going to be smoke and mirrors and gimmicks and quarterback dive, and it's going to look like an Army offense. And they better be prepared for it because we saw last year in week 16 in Arizona. Between the, the 49ers? Yeah. And the rookie quarterback? He's going to start for them. He can't. He's too inaccurate. He's not ready. But Garoppolo's got a hamstring. I, I guarantee you they're going to come out and it's going to be like this college offense where they're going to try to run the ball.
0: For sure. Garoppolo's, yeah, it's not, yeah. It sounds yeah. like it's, it's out.
1: Yeah. He's out. I'm not worried about them. I mean, I do. But I'm not they came to Arizona with CJ Bethard last year and knocked the Cardinals out oh, of the playoffs geez.
2: with Jeff Wilson going for a buck eighty. This is a game where it's like, this is why you pay JJ Watt. Like they need to take they're a five and a half point favorite and need to take care of business this
1: weekend. They do I agree. I mean, they, they have to prove that they have the ability to continually go week in and week out leadership wise. Here here here's what will be the conversation. And I'll you can think this, we can think this over the, over the week is that we just beat a mighty a mighty team that had, had us basically in their pocket, right? We didn't have any rabbit's foot versus the Rams, not at all. We had no good luck charm. We had no pieces that we could have won that game with over the last previously eight games. We went in there and we, we beat them. Our quarterback said that was the greatest game plan he had. So we're going to say, let's chunk that the cliff got better. And we're going to talk about kugel how he brought something to the table, right? Then we can talk about Vance, how you shut down a great offense just by – not necessarily stopping the run, but stopping the pass from being a right? yep And that in itself, you waited for the play, wait, waited for the opportunity to make the place. So you did that. So now going into this next week, all I'm asking for is the leaders just to be leaders. And to continually put their foot on the pedal of not worrying about that the bull the bullseye is on them right now, but that that they can continually go out with a good game plan and match anyone. On any venue at any place we're in the country, find out, and that's that will be the conversation to have this week.
0: Dear God, with that loss, I know it was last year, but with that loss at the end of the season, were you there last that, year, at that
1: game? last no, year? No, I
0: wasn't there. I was anchoring, so I was I was in. The, was that a Saturday game? Yeah, yeah. It was I was like anchoring.
2: an Amazon Prime. Yes,
0: game. yep, yep, yep. So I was in studio. Oh my. God, it
2: was no. She's. I, I totally agree.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. No, I mean they <laughs> better not lose this one because of what happened. That was unforgivable.
2: The Frank, Niners were oh The Niners were living in Arizona because oh everything going on in California. I'm sorry.
0: I, I just, just had a flashback. Johnny I, I, brought I, up I like bad it. memories. I literally yeah.
1: saw all the emotions and expressions you just had. You literally your your presence just went. You sunk. <laughs> In last year's loss, so so beautifully pictured right there. And I haven't I, let it go. You shouldn't. And the Cardinals shouldn't. They got their butts whipped, and they, and they need to figure it out. And as, look, the guys, the players said it absolutely perfect. He'd been on a 3-13 and team. Once you've been on a 3-13 and team, you know why you suck. You know why you're losing. But when you're winning, you have a chance to really see why you're winning and enjoy the win and know that, you know, this ain't a fluke win, man. We, we dominated this team. We went ahead and did this. They put together a game plan and we executed that game plan. Our coach wasn't afraid to call the plays. Kyler was absolutely fabulous. He It wasn't a 300, 400-yard performance. It didn't even require that because we were dominant on both sides of the ball. So, that's what we're hoping for, that the team is growing and that the guys are finding themselves in their roles and selflessly doing them. Max, he might, Tight end might catch five balls. He might catch two, but the two would be so important. And then when they can't stop the tight end, they got to be on the outside looking and worried about our running backs. Or and look, Chase Edmond was absolutely fabulous the week before. He never played. He didn't barely touch the ball versus Jacksonville, didn't he? And then he comes in the Ram. He comes in the Rams game, and he's running the ball, catching the ball. He's all over the field. He's explosive. He's elusive. That's coaching and putting your player in the right place at the right time to give them to create mixed matches. And once you're doing it. You just you have look, you have no answers for those things. So I expect us versus San Francisco 49ers to be ready to have a solid game plan. It's another home game. Um, hopefully these guys don't get caught up in the conversation. What you always talk about is that you're home. This is week four, week four, week five. The NFL checks are looking good, family wants to be out here, everyone's asking for tickets, blah, 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 blah. Then you show up and you don't know how to play football no more.
0: Frank, you bring up people asking for tickets, like, all the time. Is that something that... It happens like, all the time.
1: It <laughs> happens all... Yeah. Looks like us asking you to go forgot? golfing the I haven't played in a long time, so I know I still get asked for tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played. I get asked for tickets. And it's okay. Um But it's just, it's, you know, your family comes out and they want to support. And they want to be here. They want the NFL experience. Um But it becomes distractive yeah. because... You know how it is right now. You guys, you got passes to certain things and media credentials to go to certain stuff. And then somebody, like, hey, can you give me a ticket? And you're like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I will not be watching what you're watching. I'm working. So Both we're things. here to work. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're working right now. <laughs> Can't you Damn tell?
0: It. Jeez. All right. So we mentioned it after the game. We didn't even have to look at the DraftKings sportsbook app to know that Kyler's odds of winning MVP would go up. Uh, right now, he is plus 450 on the DraftKings sportsbook app uh to to win league MVP, Patrick Mahomes plus six fifty, Josh Allen plus wow. seven hundred, and then it goes to Justin Herbert plus seven fifty and, and on from there. So Kyler Murray.
2: Did a little research League's before not the show. Uh anybody want to take a guess what his odds were before the season? That was that was gonna be my question. Plus two thousand. Plus
0: three thousand.
2: Plus three thousand that was good for about like seventh or eighth in the NFL. Really? Not you know the worst, but not enough to be taken yeah. seriously.
0: That's yeah. where well, nobody's at. The closest to that would be Lamar Jackson plus 20, Which,
2: 2,500. Yeah, that's not terrible odds. Like no, it's not, odds. not terrible odds at all.
1: It, 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 the quarterbacks that are playing right now between Mahomes and Jackson, they still are struggling. That that entire team looks like they're all still struggling from last year's defeats. They look like it, like they're they're soaking in we could have been champs, we got so close, we didn't get there, we didn't win, what can I do more? Am I, it looks like they're doing too much. It doesn't look like they're solid. If Tom Brady loses, he comes back, and he's definitely the same professional. He's accurate, he's on point, he's argumentative about certain things, he's he's making his team better every year, he's being a professional at all levels, and he just moved to the next season. These guys are still struggling, so I think that their season will get better um, as, as it goes on once they start realizing that, I'm actually playing football, and I'm losing, and it's, we're losing because of me. Mm. And I need I need to get back to the basics and start figuring some stuff out. Most teams who lose a Super Bowl or lose in the AFC or NFC Championship, they struggle so much the next year, the next couple of next couple of weeks when they come back.
0: Well, if you want to get on get in on betting on who you think is going to win league MVP uh, or anything that has to do with this week's upcoming games. Same game parlays, which always allow you to win more. Uh, get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PHNX when you sign up. Bet $1 on any football game. You're going to get a $150 in free bets instantly. But as always, 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details and I want to I want to let you guys know that uh, hey big weekend for Arizona sports teams uh, if you are a fan of Arizona who did not play which means they got a w or, ASU, to our gym, <laughs> or ASU who did play uh, mm. and got a fantastic win if you buy one of our college t-shirts, you get uh, half off any other shirt. So that would include our awesome Cardinal shirts that we have on phnxlocker.com. That's for our members only, but you don't have to be a member to buy a shirt. So just go on phnxlocker.com to sign up. But members, we they always get the best of what we have. Always get our That's deals. True. Access to Johnny's awesome articles as... Uh, All the articles on all the other sports teams here in the Valley. All right, Leah, you still have some comments that you want to read out loud. Yes. Speaking of looking good, um, people are hyping up Johnny in the... In in his hot pants? Johnny, you look good tonight. That's from Shane. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I wish I could look that good in red pants.
2: (laughs) Well, you know what? I'd like to take credit for it. But my wife's out of town. I'm out of clean clothes. So that's what's happening. (laughs)
1: that's
0: actually go. that's exactly like, hundred percent what's going on Here, I'll, right now I'll stand
1: these
0: are my red pants so wow, extra, Johnny extra
1: tight. <laughs> Hell yeah
2: Saturday night Live look right there, brother. heck yeah. Monday, so we sport some red pants
0: there we go. somebody please tell his wife to rush out no, no, yes please <laughs> I can do laundry. it's not like I can't do laundry you're just choosing that that's right, okay, <laughs> all right, let's play a little game of pass or run guys. Yes. So, are we going to pass on the statement? Are we going to run with it? So, first up, the Cardinals Uh, will pick up an enormous amount of bandwagon fans this year.
2: Oh, definitely (laughs) run. I mean, I think the Suns were evident. A lot of people got on that bandwagon, rightfully so. The Suns were fantastic. But I think a lot of people were a little skeptical on Cliff. There were people even skeptical on Kyler Murray. I think, yeah, absolutely run. Do not sell your tickets this weekend. Please, God, do not give them to Niner fans. Pack State Farm Stadium. I, I don't care. You can be a bandwagon fan. Just don't sell your tickets.
0: I swear there was. Dang, I wish I remembered who it was. Mm-hmm. I swear there was a player that tweeted out after. No, after it was Brenton Buckner.
2: Is the defensive, oh, the line, defensive coach. line coach. Oh, the defensive
0: line Brenton Buckner. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly who it was. He tweeted out, please do not give your tickets to any Niners. Sell your tickets to any Niners fans.
1: It's bad when a coach has Yeah, to that's. To say that. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Okay. I am going to uh, pass on that. What? Yeah, I'm going to pass on it. I don't I don't think they believe the magic. I don't. I don't think those who are going to be bandwagoners right now saying, yeah, you know, I like the Cardinals, but. I think they're on that still. I think they're on that butt bandwagon right now. I think they're on that butt train that says, but everything you got to talk about the Cardinals, but. If they didn't have, but. You know, but just wait. Just wait, wagoners. I think those are the people that are sitting Waiting for us to fail, waiting to watch this thing implode, watching Kyler run. Well, I, I thought you were an optimist. Now, I'm, like, I, look, I'm talking about not, I am. I'm talking about the fans. Those that will jump on, you're scorned. Only-
2: you're scorned by
1: all the fans. Okay, of the I, 90s. Me, bro. Got a that's couple, what's happening. I've got a couple of reasons. You see, you see where I'm at with you? See where I'm at? You, 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 oh, all right, I me mean, I you.
0: get, I get it. But if they continue to win, and it's like. It's like mid or deep into the season, and they're like still like the hottest team. That's how in the you league. build a fandom, like, is, yeah. is
1: with victories. Yeah, you, I, I agree, but they're still waiting. They still, yeah, week waiting. four they
0: are, but what about week, week 11?
1: Nine, 11. I, I'm, I
0: just a I'm
1: over. a pass on that one because Frank is just bitter. Okay,
0: I'm running with it because there's a few things here. Not only is this team exciting to watch, and you know maybe there are a thousand you know, like bandwagon fans right now in week four. But I think that if this team continues to play the way that they are, they're exciting enough to want to root for. The other thing is uh, they have players like J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins that come from different fan bases of maybe, you know, crappy teams. Uh, You've got A.J. Green that comes from somewhere else. And I feel like those are guys that just bring like fans like with them. So I feel like you've got you also have some guys like big names on the team that like if all of a sudden they're they're on a team that's playing well, you're going to get those fans. And then the other the last reason why I think so. And I always go back to this. I just feel like this team's really likable. I really yeah. like that Kyler is starting to open up. I love that Cliff is starting to open up. We're starting to see personalities. I mean, I, I feel like, and I keep going back to the Suns just because it just happened and, you know, they, they just definitely made irrelevant. the finals. It's but definitely relevant. There was something so, like, when they were having success, that team was so fun to talk to. And you got this glimpse into all these different personalities. And they were joking. And they were having fun. And right. it made the team so likable. And I feel like the Cardinals. What, Frank?
2: I'm listening. I'm I, listening. He's raising his hand.
0: Damn, oh, you want to talk?
1: I'm, no, I'm away. I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm with you. Go right ahead. Everything you're saying is say, absolutely I, right. I just
0: feel it's like. Right. The more likable your personalities are on the team, the like the more that people are just going to want to cheer for them, and so I feel like the Cardinals have some of that Suns team in them.
1: They do, they really do. Um, but you was here when the Suns were losing and sucking, right? That's all it takes is a nail.
2: Well, they're not losing right
1: now. I'm Can just backtrack. Uh, but so that's that's <coughs> the part of the conversation. Yeah. Will you run with us or will you will you not? Will you pass on us? And I think there'll be Fair weather, however, I will still say they they're waiting for this thing to crash. Because of everything y'all said that is right. It goes back to but but what if? But what happens if? You'd be hard pressed
2: to find a better watch right now in the NFL than the Cardinals. Just to get if you turn on a game, I think they're the best watch in the league right now.
0: As long as they don't don't pull a 2020 2020,
1: to us, to us they are. To those mm. that are here. I listen. I that's try to be in tune with, yeah, like, the I'm, national public I'm and the media.
0: I'm, the I'm national, too. I don't get, that's the other thing. You See, get the national media yeah. on, yeah. and then all of a yeah. sudden you get the, the eyes of the nation. And, I'm oh, not, your favorite national sportscaster is, tell, is talking about Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah.
1: I think we can. I need – so in order for this thing to become as darling as you, you guys are talking about it, I need Cliff to wear more flashy suits. Did you see yeah, it? I mean, he did decide. Countries. He did. Uh, he he
0: dropped a Ted Lasso reference. Ted is like the hottest TV show in the country have to go shirtless
2: right at this point for him to be more <laughs> outlandish <laughs> he, than he, he has could, been. He, he could do that. He had I'm the just, Saturday Night Fever suit last
1: week. He said
2: he has to go shirtless. But he looked like Tony Montana yesterday. Uh, he, looks, no, uh, he Cliff is not... The problem right no, now. No, he's not. He's pushing just, all the right buttons the on and off the conversation
1: is, would I run a pass on where we are with the Fairweather fans? I do <clears> and I will say. I agree with y'all was saying I do. I just know when you're winning, it's easy to have conversations. It's easy to see me. It's easy to talk and be open and have that. And, and just be vulnerable And when you're winning. Because you're not going to ask me about my L's or when I got beat up or when I lost, dropped the ball. You're not going to ask a receiver that had seven catches for 125 yards why they drop that ball in the first quarter. Why did you have three drops in the first quarter? What's going on? I just had Seven catches, 124 yards, and three touchdowns. What are you talking about? I don't even remember that you're talking. Well, you get out. Get out. Get out. We're winning. (laughs) This is a winner's locker room. We talk about winning. And that's harder to do when you you start losing. And I'm not saying we will. Trust me, I'm not. I'm just saying the fans that are here and media national-wise is still not in love with us. The storyline's about, this is a great storyline, but it's not the love-hate storyline you want. There's a love-hate storyline that's out there. You want to see Jerry Jones fail because he's the Cowboys? Yes. You want to see Aaron Rodgers suck eggs because he held the team hostage? Yes. You want to see Tom Brady do something crazy that so he never wait, before? So wait, you, you want to yes. hate
0: the Cardinals?
1: I don't want to hate the Cardinals. I love the Cardinals. You want,
0: whoa, well, wait, they have to have I, they something don't have, to they
1: hate don't, They don't have that storyline that is is as catchy. Like you guys said, they got to do certain things. In order to make this team be more darling we have a lot of good pieces we do i'm just saying and i could be wrong y'all could check me and i'm okay with being checked 100 i know
0: better than to make a bet so (laughs) (laughs) by the way your your chicken wings are getting cold i'll give them to you in a second here
1: thank you very much
0: uh okay all right next one kyler murray will win league mvp
2: i will go past just because the league mvp typically goes to the team with the best record in this division, it's going to be hard for the Cardinals to win 14 or 15 games. It just is. I think Aaron Rodgers in the putrid NFC North, you can stack up victories uh, against the Lions and the Bears of the world. The Cardinals have difficult have one of the most difficult schedules the rest of the year. Um, I, I'm, of course, I'm rooting for it to happen. I, I'll say he finishes in the top three, but to win it outright, you have to be the number one seed typically, or you have to have a record-breaking season which he's on pace to do. He's on pace for 51 touchdowns and like 5,800 total yards. So I don't know if that's sustainable, but I will go top three, but not win it outright.
0: I'm going to pass only because I feel like if I run with it, mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm getting like too much. Too wrapped up in too, it. Yeah. Too wrapped up in it. Too excited about everything. That's good. It's like week four. It's week.
1: Go ahead, it's week four. To go ahead. Go ahead. Go it's ahead. week
0: four. And I'm just not going to just not going to do it on week four.
1: I am so baffled by how you would run with the bandwagoners, but you won't keep running to the MVP stand. I don't understand. How y'all well, we got do that. we got 13 more weeks to go. I on, don't man. give a rat's. I'm saying if you're going to run with them, then you don't think the magic can stand for the next 13 weeks. There's a big difference
2: between like, oh, a hey, big you're going to win. You're going to get to the playoffs to win league MVP,
1: which, again, comes with the best team in the conference. Kyler right now is by far, if he stays healthy, by far without a doubt, the he most is not impressive. Finished. He's, he's in the
2: next last two seasons healthy, by the way. Yeah,
1: I know. Hey, bro, that's that's why we work. We got new game plans. He don't have to do it all. He doesn't have to do everything like we had him have to do before. He's in a different position right now. He's smarter. He's not even trying to take hits. He's you know if he gets sacked, he's falling down immediately. They even let it, if they look like they're getting ready to touch him. I. I'm going to run with him winning wow. the MVP because unlike my bandwagoners right here,
2: we literally cover the team and Rupert. The team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse us. I am
1: playing. I'm playing. I'm running with it. I'm not going to dive into it that much more. He looks great. He looks absolutely like he's on pace to do everything he's supposed to do. And this is our former Heisman Trophy first round draft pick guy. He's got that dog and that in and where he can get through a full season to get to the po- get to the podium, and he looks like that's his goal. And I'm not saying that. I just feel like that would be a good spot for him, and it's a good time. This is a great time for this team to do everything they need to do this year, because there's no promises of next year and what this team will look like.
0: Well, since you were just talking up Kylo Murray, let's let's move on to this one. Run or pass, Frank will profess his love to Cliff Kingsbury this, this year. <laughs>
1: I'm going to run. I'm gonna I don't actually... know if I can answer that. No, I'm going to run with it.
0: Frank, tell me about the picture that you sent. So me.
1: right today, you can see it. You see Kay? You see it right there? What? You, what? What does that say? Is that can you see? What That's that says? unbelievable. You see what that says? That is a pre-game warm-up tattoo, right? That says K two. Oh I told God. you. I I'm said if Cliff keeps doing what he's doing. I'll get a tattoo on my inside part of my Is that Achilles. for real? That's K two. He it's, sent it's, it's me a pre, photo a of like warm-up. his right. his leg it's up right and right
0: somebody drawing there. out like different yep. K twos. Yep. I didn't so, know you were gonna come with it like right Donny.
1: I, I don't play these games. I'm I'm for real. I'm with look we Between were this is ride last night. and <laughs> <laughs> and then Frank's oh ankles. I got a K two that's pregame game warmed up marked on my uh I'll post it. Tweet the photo out. Matter of fact, I'll tweet it right now. I'll post it out there. But it's literally on my ankle, and I'm saying I'm serious. Like there is some things to be rewarded and respect. And we just talked about how we watched our coach graduate and grow. There's you got many people have Cardinal birds. They have the city of Phoenix. They have the Suns logos. But this is just you know out of we're doing pregame conversation right now, and I'm doing some prep work to see if it looks good. Did I catch (laughs) y'all off guard? Are you liking it? Is that okay? (laughs) <laughs> Is that not okay? Can you send it's me a picture of it's it's a KT okay logo, and then we'll go from there. And if I they think win,
2: that. I don't have any tattoos. Yeah. If they win the Super Bowl, I would get a tattoo, a hundred percent. If they win a Super Bowl, I'm posting it right now, hundred percent. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm, I'm I'm with you.
0: Well, I, I since Frank showed up with that on his ankle, I mean, I got to run with this, like for mm. sure. I think it's happening. Yeah, so. I can't. Even. I'm running with it.
2: Okay. Can't dispute That's it. All right, do. boom.
0: Well, you while you tweet that out, Frank, uh, Johnny, and I will hold down the discussion here. Um, pass or run? The Cardinals will sweep the Rams this year.
2: Ooh, that's a that's a good one. I will say, man, if that if that came to pass, then you would got to believe they're the division favorite to win outright. Um, I will pass. It's hard to do. It's hard to sweep any team, and you're talking about a team that views you as you know a basement dweller for so long, a team that has aspirations to be the number one seed. Um, I think it will be a good game. I, I don't think that they were... I like
0: that analogy.
2: I don't think that they were uh, quite prepared for what Arizona was going to do. So I, I do think they'll be up more when they come here. So I will pass. But again, we talked about a f- like multiple weeks in a row. Cardinals just need to go 500 in the division and they'll be fine because they're taking care of business outside the division. So again... Got to beat Seattle. Got to beat San Francisco. It'd be great if they swept the Rams. I just don't see it happening.
0: I, I think it's really really hard to do, especially with a team like LA. They're so well coached. Yeah. I just not that the, not that I'm saying there's no way it could happen. It absolutely could happen. But I'll I'll pass on that right now. Um. Again, it, that that's just a really tall task. Frank, can you can you join in?
1: That was a question again.
0: Pass or run? Cardinals will sweep the Rams. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Absolutely. They'll sweep the Rams because they don't the Rams don't have answers for unless unless we come into battle uh, with injuries that will limit us the quality of players we have right now. Then I would say yes, but I mean, I would say it's a good chance that I would say no. Let me back that up. But if we go back into they come here and we have the pieces we have in place right now and the game plan we was able to establish, of course, this is a fluid situation because the season is always changing defensive, something might happen on their defense either way, but yeah, I believe they're sweeping them. I believe we have their number right now, and I think that the idea is that because the game plan and Kyler Murray understands he has no reason to be afraid of what they present on paper to somebody else because when they come to us, we have the weapons to defend anything you got going on, and it looked that way just this weekend, and I just believe, I don't, I think they'll go back and look at the film and Although you might make changes, you still got to recognize if we have those horses on the outside, I got no problem with that.
0: All right, let's wrap it up with this one. Pass run. Rodney Hudson is the most valuable addition to the team this year.
2: Yes, with a close second being Matt Prater. But Hudson solidified the offensive line. They traded a third-round pick for him. I tweeted out the pick that the Raiders used, pick 79th overall. Kid's been inactive all four games. Talks about how we overvalue draft picks. You acquire an All-Pro center at the at the peak of his powers, prime of his career, and remedied what was the biggest weakness on the Cardinal offensive line. I mean, it's a big reason why they're four and zero. So I will go one A, Rodney Hudson, with all due respect to AJ Green, who's been much better than I thought, and one B, Matt Matt Prater's been freaking phenomenal.
0: Aside from his just his skills, the his voice alone on yep. the offensive line. I mean, after every game, we hear about rodney hudson and just how great of a leader and how much he he helped uh in terms of you know something he said or saw or you know whatever the case is so between just just him as an all-around player i i just don't think that they'd be in this position matt now you can have a kicker that uh, you know, through through four weeks uh, has been nearly perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rodney Hudson, in my opinion, is just he, he's irreplaceable. They had
2: so much interior pressure last year that led to Kyler, I think, regressing in the second half of the season. It led to injuries. He remedies all of that. And he helps with the younger players, specifically on the right side of the offensive line, be set, be situated for, for different looks that they're seeing from the Rams of the world Uh, that have abused them in the past. That is, people call that an overpay at the time because there was rumors that the Raiders may or may not cut him, and then they scaled back. If you can remember, they missed out on the center from Green Bay. Uh, Corey Lindsey, uh, they got overpaid by the Chargers, so they had to pivot. Like They tried to give Corey Lindsey big-time guaranteed money, and the Chargers would just not stop. So Kime had to step back, and it was pretty deflating. And so they got in touch with the folks in Las Vegas, and they swung a deal for Hudson literally 24 hours later, and they got the better player.
1: I have been on teams where our offensive line was absolutely – I'm not going to say they was terrible. <laughs> they were young. They were young and inexperienced. and inexperienced in the NFL at the level of what it is because they came from systems that were zone blocking and more um, – it wasn't as detailed as it has to be in the NFL to to be able to attack your opponent the proper way. I spoke about it earlier. Having an offensive line men come in and that can be coached and also coaches other his, other his other compadres, it makes a difference. That offensive line unit has to be special. We was I was blessed to play with Lomas Brown, who we got from the Detroit Lions back in the Tremendous. Days. We got him. We caught him for like a year or two. He he jailed our line in 1998, which is the first time. We went to the playoffs because of him and the other guys that were there. Mike Devlin was our center. Lomas Brown was able to unify the guys. They did team camaraderie stuff. They had a lot of sessions where they were speaking and talking and hanging out and all these friendly, friendly family stuff. Our receiver room was not doing that, but they were doing it at a higher level <laughs> than us. And it showed during that during that time of the year. And it, it, took, us, it took us a lot of games to, before they <clears> really <throat> began to gel, but it was that purpose. It made a difference. The following year, we let go Lomas. The next year in 99, you guys know what happened. And it just it transitioned our entire offense and what we're able to do and capable. And I think he is an absolutely wonderful addition.
0: Before we move on to the next segment, Leah, any more comments that you wanted to share? No, okay. All right. Uh, Want to remind you guys, if you have not signed up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet, use the code PHNX at $1 in any football game this week. You're going to get $150 in free bets instantly. So definitely take advantage of that. Um and then Johnny, you had something you want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's too. a
2: that's a great deal. <laughs> I'm into great deals. I'm also into keeping myself, you know, as, as best manicured, manicured emphasis on the man that I can be using manscape.com promo code PHNX. You get 20% off site wide, free shipping. They've got uh, soaps, they've got gels, body wash, uh, they've got uh was the lawnmower four which is fantastic. I am a full-blooded five-six Italian man. I get hair in my ears and in my nose and all over the place. And to keep this camera ready, I go to town with Manscaped. So manscaped.com, promo code PHNX, 20% off site-wide, free shipping, all good things.
0: All right. This leads us to what Frank has been <laughs> waiting for all night long, the the lolos that's sitting at my feet here. So again, to recap um i bet i wasn't not betting against kyler i just felt like frank was getting a little too technical because you never know a lot of things can go wrong (laughs) you never know if the defense is going to intercept your quarterback so i just said frank i'm just not confident in that you seem so confident that i'll bet against you um and so if i had won i was getting some applebee's boneless wings (laughs) Frank was the one that won. He wanted Lolo's wings. Here you go, Frank. Thank
1: you so very much for
0: this. (laughs) And I didn't know first off, I thought I I do apologize if it's cold by now. I thought Lolo's was like a fast food place. So I walked in there thinking I was gonna like be just I don't know, like like a like a a, yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, exactly. Um and Frank wanted, it was some hood something. What was it, Frank? Uh,
1: DNV hood. DNV hood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Six-piece
0: wings with extra crispy oh, with the Saul's sauce watching. on the side. <laughs> that's what he wanted. Oh, yeah. And right. some white bread.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like right there.
0: Okay, but here's this, in my opinion. Tell me,
1: you're going to look at these and Sauce say, on the
0: side, Frank?
1: Oh, yeah, because by the time I got them, they would be they would be too soggy. Cause I knew you wouldn't give them to me. That's fresh, a great. Fresh, that's so a great clutch play. I I, I, I want to make sure the sauce on the side, so I can take them back, put them in the oven. That's and a then Pro hit them across play. That's, that's a connoisseur of you know wing wing. So
0: I'm impressed. Yeah,
1: but you can't tell me that Applebee's is gonna smack that up. Have you had one of these? You, no, you
0: honestly, try, it doesn't. The
1: bone it throws you off. It doesn't.
0: That doesn't do anything for me. Oh I'm sure it's delicious. Did goodness. they forget your white bread?
1: No, it's in there. It's on the oh. bottom of it. Look, <laughs> at some point, Jerson, we we will get oh Applebee's so, wings. Sorry, you're not here. Song. I should save you one, two. You gonna try one?
0: Um, sure. It I'll try one. It. it can't hurt. As long as I, I need to like dip it in some sauce. Well, though. Dip so it in some gonna... Here, oh, Johnny. You want one, Johnny? Oh man. Oh, I took the sauce and not the wing. That's how. <laughs> that I'm more concerned about. They the sauce They don't do drumsticks,
1: huh? They just do wings. They do wings. Yeah, they do drumsticks. They're if You huge. want them, but see.
0: So the, I am very the, ske- very skeptical of this. Of what? This whole thing, the whole situation. Just, just pull
1: one off. Just pull, get pull it of my pants. Pull the, leg, pull the leg off.
0: Pull the leg off just the pull, wing. Yeah, just
1: pull the leg. Just
2: this is going to be there my go, uh, my beer go. moment go. from last week, Justin.
1: Boom! Just pull the wing up. Yeah.
0: And then you dip it and just eat yep. it like this. Crack it
1: like that. Yeah. So the special sauce that they have from Lolo's is <clears throat> they call it like a Chicago style where they mix it's a hot sauce and like a ketchup version. Then they add some other other things I to love it. Ketchup. And there you go. There you go. Uh, thank you very much. All right, Saul, I wish you was here. You're going to miss out on some of this delicious. It's crunchy, flavorful, ready to go. All mm, right, that was good. Thank
2: you, Kyler Murray, for your
0: continued okay. greatness. I'm, I do ketchup with Cholula on top of the ketchup and I mix it, and this mm. tastes just like that.
1: Whoop, whoop. There you go.
0: All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
1: Goodbye.